0: We're given today a beautiful expose on what it means to listen. When we look back at the first reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, he begins the first part by saying, This is what I command my people. Listen to my voice. Listening has been a difficult thing and challenging thing in our world today because what are we listening to? What are we trying to find when we listen? So much time in our our day is done listening. Whether that's listening to the traffic that we're in, whether that's listening to music, whether that's drowning on for di- with different things. But we truly don't give ourselves the opportunity to really listen. Or in other words, to actively listen. Because in listening, we are required and called to silence ourselves. To understand what is being told of us, and then to be assessing what we are hearing. The challenge and problem is it's my way or the highway. It's my truth and my truth only. Therefore, we choose not to listen to anyone, to anything, because we ourselves, you and I, know what is best. You and I know what is truth. Therefore, there's no need to listen to anyone else. No one else has anything better to contribute to me and to my life. So, therefore, I don't need to listen. But we see in our first reading from the prophet of Jeremiah the condition and the issues of not listening. They did not obey. They did not see the Lord's blessing upon them. Their lives are not changed. And we hear at the end of the prophet Jeremiah, this is a nation that does not listen to the voice of God. It's God or take corrections. Faithfulness has disappeared. The word itself is banished from their speech. The reason and the power of to listen is illustrated again once more in our gospel reading today from St. Luke. Because in listening, we come to find the truth. The truth is not relative to someone, something, or some person. The truth relies and relies only on Christ and Christ himself. He is the Word. You and I speak partial truths in what we do. Sometimes it's 90-95% complete in truth. But it's based off of what we see and recognize. The challenge and difficulty of truth is how do we take on and see that truth? Because when God is casting away evil spirits. It is truth. But people don't recognize and want to see that power and admit that power in themselves because in admitting that truth, we are saying Jesus Christ has power. Jesus Christ is God. But people in that time didn't want to admit that truth. They didn't want to be able to listen to that truth. But what is that truth leading us to? It's leading us to building a community and a family. If, for example, in a family, husband and wife begins to lie to each other, is it a strong, healthy family? In that midst of lying and deceit and not speaking the truth, deception, breaking the truth bond and not trusting in the other begins to come out in that family. And so that becomes an opportunity, a motive, a situation in and through which evil spirits will creep into that life, into the life of the family. But that truth, the truth in which God brings, gathers us together brings us together as one family. Protestants, Methodists, Christian believers all have partial truths according to Vatican II. They have partial truths. But are we choosing to listen to that, to find that truth and apply it into our lives? to recognize our fealty and shortcomings in our lives when it's pointed out to us? Or do we just want our truth and our truth only? When I was in seminary my first year, a famous book came out, Jesus Greater Than Religion. It was a very controversial book because it was about a Christian man who was challenging All the Christian denominations saying Jesus came not to establish religion, but to form a family and community. So as I was reading through that book, I was very much like everyone in society, trying to critique, to see how he was wrong, and prove to myself that he was not worth anything. All his arguments and perspectives are all wrong. But by the time I got to the half point of the book, the pages begin to become empty with my pencil markings, my criticisms, and my rebuttals against his arguments. Because come to find out, he has a point. His point was, when people who claim to be Christians don't live to that standard of what it means to be a Christian. Others don't see Christ in and through them. Others see heretics. Others see liars on a facade that claims to be Christian. Is that point not a valid point? Is that not something that is true? Yes, we all try and strive to be, and the way in which he points it to us is very harsh, is very mean, but he speaks a truth. But are we willing to listen? So my dear brothers and sisters, as we continue on our Latin journey, You and I each are striving to become better, to become faithful to the gospel message, but also to transform our lives, to conform it to Christ. And we're reminded today to listen. Whether that's listening to our children, to those around us, to find that truth so that we can continue to build, to change, To transform ourselves. Because those who are with me are not against me. Amen.